It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Two more Sitka residents tested positive for the coronavirus over the last week. Between June 7th and June 11th, one patient in her 50s and one patient in her 20s tested positive. Both Sitka residents were experiencing symptoms at the time of testing. Both cases are travel-related. Sitka has reported 387 coronavirus cases since the pandemic began last year. As of Monday afternoon, three cases are active, according to the city's COVID dashboard. On Tuesday, June 8th, Sitka's COVID alert moved to low. For the first time since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, both Sitka and the state are in the yellow low alert level. State health officials attribute this success to Alaska's relatively high vaccination rate and to the fact that residents are transitioning to more outdoor, low-risk activities. The virus, however, still remains a serious health risk, especially for the unvaccinated. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Many of the same doctors, nurses, and pharmacists who gather weekly to review the state's health data with reporters also work in the frontline emergency rooms and hospitals, that have borne the brunt of the infections during the pandemic. Dr. Ann Zink, the state's top doctor, was nothing short of thrilled to see the risk level finally drop in Alaska. As many of you saw, we dropped into the low uh, category, that less than five cases per 100,000. I didn't know I loved yellow so much until all of these went to yellow, Um, but it was really just great to see. This is the first time since last July. Uh, We continue to have pockets of outbreaks uh, really around uh, the Prince of Wales Island right now area, supporting a lot of ongoing effort out there. But in general, particularly amongst our most populated areas along um, the rail belt, it's been fantastic to see these cases just decline overall. We are seeing this in consistency with the national trend of just really significant declines thanks to vaccination, as well as probably a degree of thanks to outdoors. Uh, And it's great to uh, have a summer uh, and have less cases in general. Zink was referring to the Annette Island community of Metlakatla, which experienced 29 cases and one death in just a 15-day period from May 10th to May 25th. Metlakatla is included in the Prince of Wales Island census area, which reported a total of 61 cases over the last month. Zink was happy with the continuing effort to vaccinate all residents age 12 and over. In Sitka, the percentage of that population now vaccinated has climbed to 71 percent. Statewide, it's 54 percent. However, the good news locally doesn't mean that the pandemic is over. Far from it but we just have a very effective and safe tool. We know that Alaskans uh, have a decision to make, and honestly, it's a decision between uh, potentially getting COVID or getting the vaccine uh, as this virus continues to spread and want to make sure that they are informed in their decision. Although around 1,000 Alaskans get vaccinated every day, there is sufficient supply to do more. Now that just about everyone who was anxious to get vaccinated has done so at a mass vaccination clinic, Zink said the effort was moving into a new phase ease of access. Dr. Joe McLaughlin, Alaska's head epidemiologist, said that there were many people who simply had not found the time. The plateau that we're seeing is not due exclusively to vaccine hesitancy. I think there are a lot of people out there who, for whatever reason, they've got busy lives, as Dr. Zink was saying, and they just haven't gotten around to it yet. And so we really want to do whatever we can from our side to make sure that it's as easy as possible for those people to get vaccines. Nevertheless, there are those who remain hesitant and mistrustful of the vaccine or cite data on breakthrough cases, infections that develop in vaccinated people, 
and choose not to get vaccinated. Dr. Louisa Castrodale manages the Infectious Disease Program for the Section of Epidemiology. She says breakthrough cases are just a small fraction of those who contract the virus. Overall, what we're seeing is um, the vast majority of cases that are being detected have not been vaccinated. The vast majority of people who are vaccinated are not getting sick. And so I think that speaks to just um, the effectiveness of this vaccine, both for protecting um, people themselves from you know, severe sequelae like hospitalization and death, and then preventing further spread of this virus. According to Joe McLaughlin, the epidemiological data for breakthrough cases in Alaska will likely be similar to national data reported by the Centers for Disease Control. He added that 98 percent of the hospital cases we've seen from the virus since the beginning of the year have been unvaccinated. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Vaccinations in Sitka are available through Harry Race Pharmacy and Search. You can find links to more information about both online at the KCAW COVID Information Hub at kcaw.org. Chilkat weaving is an ancient art form, but for contemporary weavers, it can also be a spiritual and cultural journey. KCAW's Taj Kimmel recently met with an artist-in-residence at Sitka's Sheldon Jackson Museum to learn how he connects with his ancestry through weaving. Walking into Sheldon Jackson Museum on a quiet afternoon, I find Lane Reinhardt appropriately in front of his nearly five-foot loom. You wouldn't know it today, but the yards of black, yellow, and beige yarn that dangle from the apparatus are the beginnings of a traditional clinket robe. Um, yeah, this is the um, basic stitch of either a raven's tail or chilkat weaving. It's um, a two-strand twine. And in this particular case, I am doing a skip stitch pattern called um, diamond eye, and this will go into the border. Three inches of black, then we'll have three inches of yellow before I go into the main design field, which is behind me right here. Reinhardt points to a form line drawing on the wall, a collaboration between him and Simshian artist Abel Ryan. The design um, kind of was inspired by just like an encounter I had with um, my clan crest. So um, my clinket name is Nichiana Gutye, and I am of the Tiatong clan from Wrangell, Alaska. Uh, this was a number of years ago. I was kind of going through. Um, you know, I guess I would more or less say a, a divorce from my partner. Um, I don't know, for some reason, like, frogs appear to me when it seems fortuitous for them to, and so I was riding my bike out the road, and I was reaching down to pick a nagoonberry, and kind of like there was, like, this little field off the side of the road, and as I was reaching down to pick it, like, you could see the moss kind of uh, rustling, or I don't know how, you, it started to move, and all these, like, little heads of baby frogs started to appear from out underneath the, the foliage around the berry, and so, um, you know, I told Abel this story, and so um, he was able to kind of, like, bring it to life um, in a form-line way. As part of the museum's Alaska Native Artists-in-Residence program, Reinhardt often works seven-hour days graphing and weaving his robe. But even at this pace, the process is laborious. From collecting and preparing the cedar bark to sourcing mountain goat hair and spruce roots, none of the process is easy. It took about two and a half months of spinning the materials for the robe, and then it'll probably take, if I were to work on it full-time, about a year, upwards of a year to, to weave it. But, you know, we all have our daily lives as well. and I have a job outside of my art, so, you know, this could probably go upwards of like two to three years to, for me to complete this. You know, a chill blanket, the amount of labor that goes into getting the materials alone is is just huge. And like, really, like, you know, the, 
they're just as um, amazing as like a, a screen or a totem pole. And um, they really should be acknowledged as such. Born to a Taos Pueblo mother and a Tlingit father, Reinhardt considers himself a mix of cultures, but most closely identifies with his Tlingit background. It was at a Tlingit celebration that he first fell in love with Chilkat weaving, a traditional style marked by its curved lines and simple color palette. There was a woman on stage um, with the Shaquan dancers, so with the Wrangle Dance group, and she had this raven's tail robe on, and I guess it had been one of the first ones um, woven in the community for quite some time. And I just remember being, you know, amazed by the beauty of it and the way that she danced with it and the way that the patterns kind of float around her. I just immediately became enamored. It was just like this initial rush of inspiration. So I um, took a class with Kay Parker um, later on that summer. Despite being a historically female art form, the artist insists he's never felt out of place in the weaving community. It seems like a very much like a woman's space. It, it really is a beautiful thing. Um, just to think about that, and I feel at home within the weaving community, definitely. I've never felt um, uncomfortable, have always felt absolutely supported by, by my female mentors. Fifteen years ago, when he began his journey, Reinhardt says he could have never imagined creating a full-sized robe, but while weaving did not always come easy to him, it's always felt right. Well, I mean, it's just like absolutely like this meditative process, and I think when you immerse yourself in like weaving there's like moments of frustration with it absolutely but like when you experience like the materials whether that's like spruce roots or or wool weaving like in a way like as you kind of like engage with that process more and more and you like you know split your own spruce roots or you start to work with the mountain goat fiber it's almost like this sort of transcendence of like I think time it's like I'm stationary but I'm also traveling and um you know, I've never really experienced anything quite like it. And it, and it kind of comes in like waves, like waves of like inspiration, like waves of like feeling like you're you're tapping into some sort of like ancestral force that's like beyond yourself. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. Clinkett Weaver Lane Reinhardt will be demonstrating his art at the Sheldon Jackson Museum through June 20th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Tosh Kimmel. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now let's take a quick look at the weather for Sitka for Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. Today, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, highs 59 to 65, south winds around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, isolated rain showers, lows in the upper 40s, southeast winds around 10 miles per hour. You are tuned into your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka.